The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray, In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. I don't know about you, but I'll tell you, Brad sure wakes me up. If you ever want to check out Brad, go to bradzare.com. Today is April 14th, 2015. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today as co-host, we have Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs and past Department Commander for the DAV for the State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you, Gary. All right. Now, your day going good? Going well. All right. You know, just a quick note. Last week we had Chaplain Philip Carter, and he's actually the national chaplain for the National Incarcerated Veterans Network USA. That's a pretty long name. He helps his fellow veterans and finds answers to make lasting peace with their past. Bill, what do you think of those numbers? There's one million incarcerated veterans, and 200,000 of them are female vets. It's phenomenal, Gary, and it's nice to have an organization and a person such as uh, Chaplain Carter who is taking the interest uh, to uh, to be with our incarcerated veterans. There's so many of them across the country. Oh, geez, yeah, and they need those veteran courts real bad, real yes, bad. Okay. You know, they're looking for volunteers and supporters or supporters so they can actually help, uh, you know, help out out there, either, you know, uh, other chaplains or, or um, uh, support, you know, um, monetary type supporters to help out. Um, they, he did give different contact uh, information over the air. So if you did miss the show, don't forget, it's archived. And just go to the archive section on the American Heroes Network radio, and you'll see, and you can listen to all the different uh, areas that uh, we cover. Just don't forget to go there. Um, we have created a veterans resource that is really, truly making a difference through our weekly live shows. All our shows are archived on demand for easy access to the resources, events, anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. Well, let's get to our guests. Uh, today's show is titled, May No Soldier Go Unloved. Bill, you have the honor of introducing our guest. And Gary, indeed, it is an honor to introduce Amy Palmer, President and Chief Executive Officer for Soldiers Angels since October 2013. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. Good, mor- for good morning. Me. Yes. Good morning. You're quite a woman. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Right. Amy, you, you have previously worked for Operation Homefront in many roles, 
most recently as the chief development officer. The uh, main objective uh, is to find ways to honor our fallen, to support our troops, and to connect service members, veterans, and their families with the right resource at the right time. Amy, are there other objectives or services uh, connected with Operation Homefront? Well, um, Operation Homefront is a little different from Soldiers Angels because their focus was um, was more on financial services and um, providing emergency services to um, deployed and post nine eleven. Um, you know, of course, you know, since I've left, I'm been working been working at Soldiers Angels, and we have a, um, a focus on deployed, but we also have a strong veteran focus. So we we actually are one of the few organizations that serves veterans of all generations. All right. It sounds, uh, Amy, this is kind of unique because uh, you, you also volunteer as a guest speaker for various foundations and, and organizations. And it's, it sounds like you've been uh, giving some uh, uh, seminars lately. You sort of lost your voice. Yeah, um, I, I do a lot um, in terms of speaking and um, for foundations and for um, organizations. I've done a lot of speaking on board governance and um, diversifying revenue streams and other sorts of things um, related to fundraising and nonprofit management. Um, not just in the military and veterans space, but that's really my preference and that's primarily who I serve. Um, a lot of organizations, you know, had. Um, I'd helped with their paperwork to get filed and set up and structured, um, you know, after September 11th when, when military charities were, were coming around and popping up. And so, you know, it's I've done quite a bit in, in kind of the early stages of formation of some of those charities. Um, but, you know, now I do some speaking on, you know, kind of structure issues for nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And Amy, you've been nominated for numerous awards for your career of service. You were featured on uh, Lifetime Channel's Remarkable Women, also featured on Lifetime Television, appeared on many other national television and uh, radio shows to include Good Morning America, CBS Early Show, Fox and Friends, and Rush Limbaugh. That's quite an accomplishment on your part. Well, thanks. Um, You know, I think after um, September 11th, there were, you know, just the American public was so supportive of military and deployed service members in particular and and just the sacrifices that they made. Um, You know, they were just looking for opportunities to showcase that and showcase organizations that were doing good work. So, um, you know, I got the opportunity to be a spokesperson for those various charities and, and for the service members that we represented. Great. That's fantastic. You know, now let's get back to um, um, Soldiers Angels. You know, that's quite an organization. I, I've been going through the site for the last couple of days. <laughs> and uh, you do quite a lot, quite a lot for our, for our military. So what is, what is actually the mission of the Soldiers Angels? Sure. Um, Soldiers Angels' is focus is really on providing aid and comfort to the men and women of the military, their families, and the growing veteran population. Um, you know, Soldiers Angels was founded by Patty Patton, who's the grandniece of General Patton, during her son's deployment um, during the during the war, and you know she really 
actually she had sent him a care package and and you know found out that there were other service members that weren't receiving packages and and that weren't receiving something at mail call and so you know Patty of course being um one of the patent family members and her strong leadership she you know jumped in there and um you know recruited volunteers to help support them and help send care packages so the organization kind of grew um grassroots from that model of of connecting you know, individual you know, American citizens and and international citizens to a specific deployed soldier, so that or service member, so they were responsible for for providing support to one assigned soldier during the course of that person's deployment. Um, and so that's kind of where it started, which is why we have such a great you know, and large volunteer bases because, you know, we offer those virtual opportunities where volunteers anywhere in the world or anywhere even in the U.S. Um, can be matched with a soldier and be able to support and send care packages and adopt that soldier during their deployment. Yeah. So, guess, Amy, uh, tell us, how did you uh, get involved with uh, Soldiers Angels? Um, I knew Patty for many years, um, and, you know, they had, she had actually, the organization was headquartered in California for many, many years, and Patty had relocated to Texas, and so they had started a, some Texas operations. Of course, I was already in San Antonio. Um, so I had the opportunity to work with Patty over the years, and, and some of it was just in, in um, guidance and information when she was going through some things with Soldiers Angels and just, you know, the normal growth of an organization. Um, so I was, you know, regular in regular contact with Patty um, for many, many years, and you know, towards the towards the end in, in 2013, um, you know, they, she was actually at a place in her life where um, she either they, the organization needed to take a big step and and you know and go long term and you know build some of the structure that they didn't have or you know decide that they had fulfilled their commitment and their obligations and and their function and close the organization and so actually Patty had asked me to kind of come in and and do some looking and figure out you know what were the next steps for soldiers angels at that point um so I did I spent you know a, a good month um just going through everything and coming up with a strategy for the board of what my recommendations were and and you know I just I loved it. I love the people, and I just decided to stay. Um, you know, being the largest volunteer network in you know in the country, um, I can see where a, a lot of this has to do with a lot of the volunteers are family members or friends of these uh, uh, deployed veterans, or rather military, aren't they? We get a mixture of people. Um, some of our volunteers are service members that we had supported. Previously, some of them aren't aren't in the service anymore. Some of them are. Um, we get a lot of groups, um, scout groups, and Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, churches, sororities, fraternities, a lot of different groups, companies that want to that want to do it as kind of a team activity, um, where you know an office will will support a soldier together as an office. And so, um, so we do get a lot of volunteers. You know, we've kind of expanded from that. I mean, uh, initially the focus was really on deployed. And that was one of the things that I came in to look at is what's, you know, where do Soldiers Angels go at this point? Have, has, has the organization fulfilled their mission? And are they ready to go away? Or is there something else that Soldiers Angels can still be doing to serve in, in a way that, that is of value to people? And so that was one of the things that we worked with and looked at. Um, so we are still doing the deployed support um, where, you know, 
volunteers can still get matched with a deployed soldier. We still we still have six of those teams. You know, everything is done virtually, so volunteers can register online, and you know, everything's done by mail, so it doesn't really matter where they're located. Um, but they get can get matched with a deployed soldier. But we have a deployed adoption team, which we mentioned. Um, we have a unique team for female deployed. That's all female volunteers. Um, so they're matched with a regular soldier, but then they get some some additional things that are unique to to female needs um, from an all-female force. Um, we have a chaplain support team. Um, the chaplains have unique needs as well because the chaplains um, sometimes need religious materials for their chapels, but they also need um, bulk items, just not in individual care packages because they, they often go out in the field a lot to see the troops that are in some of the isolated locations. And a lot of times they want like a, a snack bag of, of snacks and of gum and things that they can give to those troops. But instead of getting one care package, they would rather have 50 of the same thing, you know, the same snack bag. Um, so we have that team as well. Um, but we have others. Um, others. We have six teams that support deployed service members, special operations forces team um, as well, and, and they they do the deployed support. And then we've added um, six additional teams. Um, we have a, a volunteer team that focuses on the caregivers of post-9-11 wounded, ill, and injured. Um, we have a, a team that focuses on supporting families of fallen. Um, we have a holiday adoption team um, for the for the holiday season, and um, and so we have a, a baby shower team, Operation Top Knot. Um, we have a sewing and crafting team um, for people who sew, knit, craft, um, you know, those sorts of things that make items to support the other programs. And, you know, and, and all those teams, everything is done virtually. So that's one of the reasons we have such a great volunteer base. Is you know, it doesn't matter where you are, um, you know, the amount of time that you have because, you know, we can take people who have an hour or 20 hours. Um, so so it's, it's just a great opportunity, which is one of the reasons that we do have such a great volunteer base. Oh, that's great. You know, it's time for a break, and uh, we'll be right back. And t- today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Also, check out our sponsor advertising page to see the businesses that support our veteran communities. Just be sure to support them back. You're listening to the American Heroes Radio powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com you are tuned into american heroes network If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Amy Palmer with Soldiers Angels. And, Bill, you had a question when we were on break. Yes, Gary, and and, and Amy uh, uh, gave us a, a very good presentation on her volunteers. I'm I'm interested in uh, how Amy you're able to captivate these individuals to maintain their attention to be a part of what you do with Soldiers Angels, and if. Uh, uh, any significant number of these volunteers are veterans who have also served. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know that one. That's one of the great things about the virtual volunteer opportunities. Is it doesn't really matter where they are, and you know a lot of veterans once they complete service, um, you know they they don't stay. Many of them don't stay near the installations, and so sometimes it limits their ability to to continue to volunteer to support this population. Um, but for us, you know, it doesn't matter where they're located. Um, they can get to the post office and mail what they're mailing. So, um, you know, it's easy for them to serve from wherever they are. Um, we do get a lot of veterans and even a lot of um, family members of service members and veterans who register to volunteer with us. Um, a lot of garden reservists as well who, you know, fulfilled their commitment and have gone, you know, back to civilian duties. They may get their company involved or a group that they're involved in engaged. Um, you know, we, we hear all the time about how important it was to receive packages and, you know, how great that was. And, um, and that, you know, the, some of those people just want to contribute to others that are going through the same thing. Um, so we do have a large population of veterans and family members um, that are involved as well. Um, we also have volunteer opportunities. One of the things that we we did was, you know, when we kind of shifted our support a little bit, um, there, you know, as deployments continue to draw down, which is a great thing, um, you know, where do we where, where do we put our excess resources? Um, we get a lot of product from companies, um, coffee and other things, Girl Scout cookies and such that we were sending overseas in bulk. And now that the need has started to dwindle in that area, you know, how else can we still utilize those things to serve people? And so one of the things that we have done is um, we we have a strong emphasis on supporting the VA medical centers and veteran patients. Um, Soldiers Angels is actually one of the few organizations approved to work in the VA medical centers, um, to maintain offices, to have um, badges as VA employees do, and to work in those VAs. So a lot of those things um, that we were using for deployed, um, that are excess resources, we're able to use those to serve the veteran patients. So volunteers can also get engaged, you know, with a local vet, VA hospital that we're supporting, or even a an outpatient clinic, um, you know, that may be in their community that are serving veterans. So, um, so there are a lot of opportunities. We find a lot of veterans um, that that serve in those capacities that may have already been receiving treatment from that VA that now you know serve with Soldiers Angels at that same facility. 
All right. You know, I think Bill and I are both uh, aware how important care packages are. Um, you know, they, they were the ones that made you smile. <laughs> you know, we're both over, you know, uh, Vietnam, and uh, uh, not only, you know, when those care packages arrived, uh, you know, from family members, uh, from friends, it meant a lot, didn't it, Bill? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, it, uh, doing your deployments overseas, I mean, you, you just look for them in great anticipation of good things coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's um, care packages are are really important to them, and some people, you know, indicate that they didn't get care packages otherwise, or, um, you know, a lot of, one thing I learned, you know, as a veteran myself, and growing up in a very small town, that a lot of people like me, you know, joining the military was a way to get out of that small town life or to have an opportunity um, that we may not have had otherwise to, you know, get out of town. My first airplane ride was to was for the military. So, um, you know, we just, it wasn't the way we grew up. And so the military was that opportunity for me um, to get out of that. Um, with that, a lot of people had, you know, lives and, and were under underprivileged and, and had, you know, rough childhoods. And so a lot of those that joined the military did for those reasons. And so they may not have the support of a family. Um, they may not have um, a family that they're close to that may even know that they're deployed. And so, you know, to be able to do that and have something for them when they go to get mail and mail calls just is really important. So, you know, it's a little package, but it does make a real, really significant difference for those that are deployed. Absolutely. Amy, you know, today a significant number of our men and women who serve this country uh, come from the rural and remote areas. So when they return from their service and become uh, veterans, they go back to those areas. Tell us a little bit if you've experienced uh, challenges in being able to help and assist those veterans who are in the rural and remote areas. That is true. Um, a lot of them do go back. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I grew up in one of those towns myself, and um, and you know, with a large family, and we didn't we didn't have opportunities to do a lot of things um, to get out, you know, and and do things. And so the military was that experience for me. Um, you know, fortunately for me, um, you know, I married a military member who ended up them completing a career, and so um, so we, you know, by then we had already had a new home. And, and had a family. Um, for those that do their, you know, four-year enlistment and go back to that same rural community, it is really hard to connect with them. And some of, some of them were able to easily if they use the VA services because of the access that we have to the VAs and, and even like the community-based outpatient clinics or the vet clinics and things, you know, that are sometimes in remote areas, we're able to access them through those, through those sites and facilities. But unfortunately, a lot of service members um, disconnect from that. And or veterans, and the, and some of them don't even, you know, they they don't even use those um, those places for treatment. My sister is a, a great example. She served in the Marine Corps, and she did her four year enlistment, and her and the husband she married did his you know tour in the Navy, and they went back to his hometown in Michigan, and they have never utilized those services. Um, they don't even know most of the services that are available because they just they don't. Um, 
they don't affiliate themselves with that population in terms of, like, these things are available to me. You know, they don't really think of themselves as these are services and benefits that are for me. Um, you know, and a lot of it was because they, they did four years, but, you know, and but they've been out of that lifestyle and in the civilian world now for 15 or 20, you know, they've just really disconnected from that. And, um, you know, just some of the basic things that they don't know are available to them. So, you know, it is sometimes hard to to reach those people. Um, one of the things that we do is we do box lunches for homeless and, and underserved um, veterans. And so for us... Sometimes that's a way to get out into those communities, um, not just to give them a meal, um, but it's also a way for us to start developing that relationship because some of those veterans, they don't feel like they deserve the benefits that they got or they don't know how to access them or they just don't, they're just not comfortable with it. And so for us, those sorts of things are ways to establish relationships so that hopefully we can, um, you know, tell them more about things that are available to them and give them a good experience with the VA. Um, you know, sometimes people don't have good experiences with the VA. You know, it's hit or miss and, and you know, it's an inundated system. And so for us to be able to, to make that connection and try to work them into the system because if they have a bad experience, experience right away, you know, they're not going to come back. And so for us to be able to work them in and try to get them the things that they need is really important for that population. So um, we try to get out as much as we can into those areas to try to reach as many as we can and to try to get get them connected. Once they get connected, the world opens up for benefits, um, even if they're not, you know, using the medical treatment. If they get connected with even any, any of the VA services, you know, they, there's, they, they get on those lists and then they get additional access to other sorts of things that they may not have access to otherwise. Amy, right. that's great because, you know, uh, Gary and I have talked about this a lot. And we believe the greatest void in the veterans community is a lack of information on how the act to access the system, how, how, how to get through all of this, because it's cumbersome. And if you don't understand, it can just, just wear you down. And I, and, I, and I gathered some of that from what you were just saying. The other thing I'd like for you to, to respond to is, how important is it when you are providing service to veterans to to deal with the veteran and the family as a unit, the importance of the, the veteran and the family? Well, the family is important. I mean, I've, I've been on both sides, you know, as a veteran and, and then as a family member. And I know, you know, even during active duty or garden reserve service, a lot of the families are disconnected, um, particularly in garden reserves because they're, um, you know, pre-9-11, they weren't used to this kind of lifestyle of, of, you know, they did weekend warrior duties, but they weren't used to being gone a year at a time and longer. And so a lot of them didn't have the relationships and the connections to those units um, that some of them have formed you know, and they've they've been trying to build over the last many years just because of the the pace of deployments and such. Um, so a lot of the family members were disconnected. Um, family members are super important, you know, at home or or away, um, because it's important for the service members to be able to focus on what they're doing when they're deployed, and for families to be confident and comfortable at home. Um, 
one thing I learned is, you know, don't tell your husband or your spouse who's deployed everything. They don't need to know um, that the water heater went out. You know, I know how to call somebody myself. It doesn't yep. do them any good because then they just, you know, they just flip out about it and they can't really help you from there. And so, you know, there's certain things that they just don't need to know. Sometimes it's better, um, you know, just to wait until they get home to share some of those experiences. Um, and I also find that, particularly with wounded warriors and veterans, um, that the, the, the wounded warrior and the veteran that's in it, they don't sometimes see um, what they're going through, and sometimes the perspective of the spouse who's, who, or even children who see the experiences that they're having um, can help you know, say, hey, you know, this... You know, it seems like you're having some anxiety or some stress or post-traumatic stress and, and signs of things that um, will get them care. And sometimes you have to, um, you know, make the appointments for them. And, you know, I've told my husband I'll drag him in by the ear if I have to. And sometimes, you, you know, you, you have to do that. But not only to get them there, but also to make sure that they're getting the care that they need Um you know, because the system is inundated and, you know, there are so many veterans getting treatment, you know, you have to really advocate for the care and for the things that, that you know, a service member veteran needs. And sometimes it, it takes somebody that's willing to do that. And a lot of times that ends up being the spouse, um, particularly with service members with post-traumatic stress and brain injuries um, who may not remember what the doctor told them to do to follow up or may not um, be able to concentrate on that um, or just doesn't, you know, has anxiety and is timid about asking questions, you know, why are you sending me here? Why am I not doing this or this? Why this medication? And so, you know, really it's great to have caregivers who can be those advocates for the wounded warriors and even the veterans who are getting treatment many years later. That's right. You know, that first half hour really flew by. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. Voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. 
If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Amy Palmer, with Soldiers Angels. And Amy, uh, why don't you tell us what other connections you have with the military? Sure. Um, You know, of course, I joined the Air Force and served um, in the Air Force. My sister, who was the sister right above me in age, um, she was in the Marine Corps, which is kind of what inspired me to join the military. Um, Of course, she she advised me to not join the Marine Corps. She thought I wasn't tough enough, and she's probably right. But um, but she was in the Marine Corps. I had a brother in the Marine Corps as well. My father had served in the Army, and um, my brother I had a brother-in-law in the Navy in the Army as well. Um, so we definitely had some service. Um, then you know during my ter- my time in the military and stationed overseas. Of course, I met my husband, who you know, just recently retired from the Air Force. Um, so you know even even though I had ended my service and and was medboarded out of the military, I still got to you know participate and serve alongside him as a spouse for for an, an additional eighteen or nineteen years. Wow, that's quite a while. It's quite a while. Now, I see that you have uh, uh, quite a few different uh, teams. Um, well, I know you did mention a few before, uh, but, uh, I mean, when I'm looking at the list right now, like Deployed Adoption Team, Ladies, uh, Ladies of Liberty Team, the Angel Bakers Team, I guess they, uh, they do the donuts and stuff. <laughs> the, they bake the, their little hearts out. Oh, I bet they do. How do you get them? I hope that it's local that they, uh, they don't send those overseas, do they? You know, they, um, you know, God bless those <laughs> angels who are super crafty and creative because I look at some of the things they do and I think, how did they come up with that? I'm not that, yes. I'm not that creative, but, um, but they've learned to bake all sorts of things. Um, you know, cookies and brownies and of course are, are easy to ship, um, in a care package, you know, Girl Scout cookies, home baked cookies and such. Um, but they've really gotten creative. They do cakes and muffins and, and things in mason jars and then they reseal them to send overseas. Um, we actually have a, a bakery, um, that we work with called Bake Me a Wish that actually bakes 50 um, gourmet birthday cakes a month for us, and we pick deployed soldiers who are deployed that have a birthday met that month, and they actually send a, a, a birthday cake, and it arrives in its form. I mean, it, they arrive perfect, and they have a, a beautiful birthday cake from a gourmet bakery. That is phenomenal. That's great, great. You also have a chaplain support team, a letter writing team, a special operations forces team, operations top knot team, uh, Women of Valor team, Living Legends team, Card Plus team, Sewing and Crafting team, and, and Adopt a Family team. That's quite a list. Quite a list. Yeah, and the teams, you know, everything the teams do is virtual, as I mentioned, and so those are great volunteer opportunities for um, for people anywhere they are to get involved in that. Um, you know, people who sew, they may, you know, sew and make a blanket once a month, um, or they may sew every day. I mean, it's, it's really flexible based on what people are able to do, um, which is, you know, kind of the way the teams are formed. Um, like letter writing, you know, you'll get assigned a soldier that, that's waiting to be adopted that has hasn't yet been adopted, and so, you know, just so that they start getting some mail, so, you know, you'll be assigned people to write letters to, but you can get a, an, 
you know, two or three names a day, um, or you can get one a month, you know. So really it's it's flexible based on what people are able to do, and they can do it from wherever they are. So the teams are great. Um, we, um, we have a great volunteer pool. Um, we get, um, you know, a couple hundred new volunteers a month. Um, I think this month we're projected to, do, to have about 350 new volunteers sign up just in April um, to serve on those teams. Yeah, so, um, and this is, you know, National Volunteer recognition week so we've been doing a lot of a lot of push to thank our volunteers for what they do but um they do amazing work i mean they put in thousands and thousands of hours um and we you know we wouldn't be able to do it without them because we just don't have the manpower and and or the money to um to put into that and send all those care packages and and those angels out there really do a great job so um we wouldn't survive without them so um you know we've been really doing a big push this week with national volunteer recognition week now, I so, know you Amy, mentioned- with, with all of these teams that Gary just mentioned, and I, I, I've looked at them myself, and I, and I would imagine there's a lot of people that probably would like to volunteer, but their time situation does, doesn't permit that. But uh, can they help in other ways, say with contributions and for funding? Uh, can you speak to the importance of that and how they might go about doing that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we do have people who um, who don't, you know, don't feel like they have the time, or they're just like me, not crafty, and don't want to, you know, don't want to bake and sew and all those sorts of things. Um, but they can still participate. Um, we do collect a lot of non um, of non cash goods. We do. We we take. hygiene, like the travel size hygiene, and we make hygiene kits for homeless veterans and for veteran patients who come into the VA facilities that may have, may have no family to bring their stuff from home or, um, or don't have access to those things. Um, so we're able to take like travel size, even hotel shampoos and soaps and such. Um, so a lot of people have those, you know, around the house from various trips. Um, you can also buy those, you know, rather cheap at a, at a local store. And, um, and we take those, you know, at all of our sites. Um, so if somebody has those, they can email us and we'll give them a local address to get them to either to drop them off or to mail them. Um, we also accept a lot of snack items. And we use those not just for care packages for deployed, but we also use those for um, the box lunches for homeless vets. And then we also use them for veteran patients. Um, when when Veterans are in um, getting like dialysis or chemo infusion, you know, and they're in they're at the VA for six hours, you know, on, hooked up to a pump for infusion. You know, to have a granola bar is really a great thing. <clears throat> and so we visit all those um, units and pass those items out. So, um, so basic snacks are great um, in any capacity, and we we I, we're able to use everything we get. I mean, we almost don't turn down anything. <clears throat> The one thing we don't take is, like, used clothing, um, but for most anything else we do accept. Um, we actually, in Chicago, we serve, there's, in Chicago, there's three VA hospitals in the Chicago metro area, and one of them, which is kind of considered downtown, um, they have, they serve 6,600 homeless veterans at that one VA facility, and so... 
Um, we they do f- food lockers every week, like a food bank. Um, so we support that and contribute to that. But they also do a collection drive. Right now, we're doing a collection drive for gently used men's shoes. And so you know, and every I think every man has a pair of those laying around that are still in decent shape. Um, you know, we can give an address to have those sent to our Chicago site, and they'll put them in use to serve a veteran. So um, there's so many opportunities to get engaged with those um, sorts of non-cash opportunities and. A lot of times we're able to use them right there locally so that they don't have to ship them. Um, or, you know, companies that collect those items and stuff, we're able to give them addresses to ship them to one of our sites. You know, I was sort of surprised when you said you have your volunteers actually work, well, actually physically at the VA centers. How do you get your volunteers in there? Uh, Bill, you should know something about this, uh, you, you know, being affiliated with the uh, Veterans Administration. Well, absolutely. From my my, my time with the, uh, the disabled American veterans uh, at the national level, that there's an area that's called uh, hospitals and voluntary services, and in each one of those hospitals, there is a supervisor or someone who, with the management uh, identification for voluntary services. And Amy, I would imagine that uh, it may be called something else, but that's probably your first stop to getting in to be able to do things like that. Correct. And, you know, one of the things that's that's unique about Soldiers Angels, like you mentioned, DAV and AMVETS and a few of those other organizations um, that do the same, that do similar services, um, we have we have a special kind of role in the VAs because we're actually, um, we have a seat on the VA council. So we've been oh, approved great, great. by the VA as DAV has as well. <clears throat> and so um, we get lists of those um, contacts for us at each VA facility. And it is a, a VAVS, um, VA Volunteer yes. Services Director, <clears throat> and that we work with. And so our, our volunteers, you know, go through them. They get a badge. Um, they go through, you know, normal background check processes and all that. And then sure. they get a VA badge. And then we, um, Soldiers Angels actually assigns them to their duties. So um, whereas people who volunteer directly for the VA, they, you know, can, can take a, a, a role within the VA um, in a clinic or be assigned to a clinic. Our folks are, are different because they're assigned by us. And so our people are more floaters because when we have goods to distribute, we do patient visits. Um, yesterday here in San Antonio, we went to the, to the, the domiciliary, which is their inpatient substance abuse, PTSD, yep. homeless program, and we um, distributed um, cookies and coffee and creamer and, and candy bars and things to patients there. Um, we visit the the dialysis floor and the infusion clinics and, and the women's clinics and all the various clinics at the VAs and distribute the things that we have, coffee to the various clinics for their snack areas and such. Um, so we have the access to do that, and our volunteers get that access from us. We're the approval authority for our volunteers to be able to do that, um, which is one of the great things about being on the VA Council. We're the only post-9-11 agency that is on the VA Council, and, um, you know, a lot of the the, um, the longer-term organizations like DAV, AMVETS, VFW, POST, you know, those have been in that capacity for many, many, many years. Um, 
However, you know, the younger generation of volunteers, they're less membership-oriented, and so it's harder for those organizations to get people to join um, because we're not joiners, you know. And so for us, um, we use a lot of the technology of social media and other sorts of technology to get them involved and to keep them engaged. Um, so it's it's a bit harder now in this new era of, of um, in this new generation of people, but um, but it's important, you know, for us to be able to to, to continue to provide that support. Um, for the organizations approved in the VA, we're the fastest growing organization because our volunteer base is increasing daily, whereas some of them, you know, are, are declining because, you know, because, again, the issues with people just not wanting to be membership type, you know, people anymore. Yeah, I, I would imagine you also get an opportunity to participate in stand downs. We do. Um, we love stand downs. They're amazing. Um, the stand downs are the VA. The VA puts them on. They actually have stand downs in other communities, but the VA sanctions certain stand downs. And so, for those that are sanctioned by the VA, um, we do participate in those. Um, most. Most cities have, most major cities and most v, major VA hospitals have one stand down a year. Um, a couple like Chicago have them twice a year, and, and the three VAs in Chicago participate in the, in the stand downs together. Um, but the stand downs are basically events for homeless um, or underserved and, and um, you know, veterans living in poverty. They may not necessarily be homeless, but, <clears throat> but um, poverty. Um, poverty-stricken veterans, and so the stand downs are a day that they can come together and receive services all in one place. And so the VA brings, you know, they they set up big canopies usually, um, you know, in the areas where the homeless veterans are usually. Um, so it's usually in the downtown community, and they set up canopies. Um, organizations bring services. The VA brings services. So they usually bring portable showers. They usually have a hot lunch. Um, they do clothing exchanges. Um, some of them do physical exams, dental exams for the veterans. And so groups like ours, like Soldiers Angels, participates in those. We pass out the hygiene kits um, that we've packaged for them, and then we also do the box lunches so that they have their, you know, at least their next meal or two from that. Um, you know, some cities serve thousands, um, you know, during a stand-down. It's usually a one-, two-, three-, or four-day event. Here in San Antonio, it's a one-day event. And here in San Antonio last year, we did about 800. We had about 800 homeless veterans come through. And, and and so we handed out items to them, but um, but they're a great opportunity um, in the community to be able to support those homeless veterans, and because they're always usually about the same time, the homeless veterans know about them, and so we don't have to go out and seek them. You know, they come to these events, and it's it's really a wonderful, um, inspiring opportunity. So for people who may not be able to volunteer regularly, but have you know one day to give. The stand downs are really amazing. I mean, it's an inspiring event and an opportunity to see really what some of the veterans go through and, you know, some of them that come through with their children. And, you know, it's, it really is a humbling experience. You know, Soldiers Angels, what, what an organization. We're going to take a break. Uh, if you could save money for your business, would you be interested? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Service, um, First Class Merchant Services, and of course ask for Josh because uh, he can definitely save you money on your merchant account. Give him a call at four zero seven four zero one zero seven seven two. He is uh, national. Again, that phone number is 407-401-0772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America and the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. <laughs> 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Amy Palmer with Soldiers Angels. And Amy, how do people get registered to receive services from your organization? Um, sure, yeah. They can actually visit our website at www.soldiersangels.org. Um, there's a link right on the top menu bar that says register, and um, it breaks it down by the various teams and opportunities. Um, so, for instance, a deployed soldier, there's one registration form for deployed support. Um, a family member can register the service member themselves. They'll you know, set up a profile there, and then it'll ask them, are you part of a chaplain? group? Are you a you know, special forces? Do you want home-baked goods? So they only are doing one registration form, and then it's filtered out to the teams based on their completion of that one form. So every service member that's deployed that registers will get matched with, um, with an angel who will provide at least one care package a month and two letters a month to them. And um, and so that's taken care of. Um, and then they, it, depending on what they checked, if they want baked goods and other things, then they'll get assigned additional support. Um, if they're female, of course, then they'll get additional support from that team. Um, so it's easy. There's, you know, just one registration form for that. Um, the other teams as well, like Operation Top Notch, the Baby Shower, Living Legends, um, the Women of Valor for Caregivers, all of those are right there on that registration page, and um, they can register for some of those that are, you know, very unique individually, um, and then they'll get, they'll get routed to the right team, and, and support will start happening right away. That sounds great. That's great. I see one here I want to ask you. It's Valor IT. What's that about? Um, Valor IT is a program um, that we do 
serving the veterans in the VA medical centers. Um, it's a special program for those who need computers with special um, accommodations for their disabilities. So oh. service members who may have amputations or may have um, strokes or other injuries that may limit their ability to use a keyboard or they have um, issues with voice recognition, maybe they have stuttering issues or whatever as well. Um, so we get specialized software so that they can stay um, in access. So we provide a laptop computer and the specialized software that they need to accommodate their various disabilities. Um, for, for veterans and for wounded warriors and things, you know, it's important for them to be able to stay engaged. Um, some of them go to school online. Some of them, you know, just want to be able to talk to family back home. Um, some veterans have never been on Facebook or never used those things, and it's an opportunity for us to show them how to do that. Um, but, you know, we, we provide the software that they need specifically for where they are in that stage of their injury, and, um, and, and we can get them all set up so that they're able to continue using those things. That's phenomenal. That is great. Now, Amy, how can I, I know we mentioned a little bit about it, but how can our listeners get more involved. Um, I know you said you know, there's something going to the website. Can they actually uh, give monetary um, uh, donations to through the website? They can. Um, they can donate by mail, which you know is on us on the contact us page of the website. They can donate online. There's a giant donate button on the homepage as well, um, so they can donate via credit card. Um, people can donate, you know, stocks and other things as well, which is um, on our website. We also have a lot of unique ways people can donate. Um, sometimes people build like a, a fundraising page for an anniversary, or if they want um, donations in lieu of gifts for a birthday, um, children with lemonade stands even, you know, they can set up um, pledge pages or fundraising, personal fundraising pages that's routed to Soldiers Angels directly um, with, you know, within like five minutes they can set up a page and email it out to their friends and, and collect donations for Soldiers Angels. So um, there's tons of ways to donate. We collect um, recycled cell phones and laptops and things as donations. Um, so if they vis visit our website and click Ways to Give, there are lots of amazing opportunities for people to get involved um, in donating in many forms. Wow. You know, we only have a couple minutes left, uh, and Amy, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. I mean, we learned a lot. This, your organization stands out above all the rest. <laughs> it's unbelievable. What would you like to share with our, our listeners in closing, Amy? Well, I mean, I know that there are a lot of veterans veteran and military listeners, and we just want to say thank you for your service. Um, it is a sacrifice for, for them and, and for their family members who serve alongside them, so we appreciate that and thank them very much. Um, you know, for, for everybody else and, and for those as well, um, we're, you know, happy to have volunteers all the time. Um, it is a rewarding experience. One of the things you'd asked about is how we keep them engaged. Um, fortunately for us, that happens by the thank yous that they get a lot more than it does from what they get from from us, um, one soldier who responds and thanks them and says how much that how much that meant to them keeps them you know keeps them going forever. So, um, so you know there's lots of opportunities and it's rewarding for the volunteers as well. So we encourage everyone to check it out. Um, it was a pleasure, Amy and Bill. Well, Amy, thank you very much for being a part of our show today. Thank you for your service to the country. Thank you for your service to veterans. And, and, and you are truly a wealth 
and reservoir of knowledge and information, and uh, we just wish the best for Soldiers Angels and hope that you will accept an invitation to come back and uh, visit with us again. That would be great. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I, and I know you served as well, so thank you for your service as well. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And yes, you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network Radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm your host, Gary Ray, signing off, and thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.